Good morning, Packers fans. Welcome to your Packers Daily Chat on the Cheesehead TV social channels. And, of course, a special shout-out to Brewers fans everywhere. Baseball finally getting its shit together. We have an opening day scheduled April 14th in Milwaukee. What a glorious time to be alive and be a Brewers fan and turn the page on a football season that left us heartbroken and despondent. Now we can look forward to summer and just lazily meandering through the offseason. That's what I love to do at baseball games. Just chill. Good morning, everybody in the comments section. I hope you're all doing well. The Packers, obviously, hard at work behind the scenes trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do when it comes to the salary cap. Lots of teams starting to make moves as far as releasing guys, putting guys on the trading block. All quiet on the Packers front, though. Um, I would suspect we'll get some activity either late today or throughout the weekend. Um, clearly, things will have to pick up prior to Wednesday morning next week. But uh, in the meantime, not a lot of activity at 1265 Lombardi that we are privy to, but have to think moves are coming sooner rather than later. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's doing well. Robin, good morning. Hope everything's great across the pond. You and yours are doing well. Dennis, you're always here bright and early. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Uh, Ed, starting us off with a super chat. What's up, Ed? Bears fan made me cry Tuesday. Told me what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. Really hope I'm proved wrong in thinking re-signing Aaron Rodgers is a bad idea. It's the way they're going to go. They want to chase that second championship ring with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. All we can do is get on board as Packers fans at this point. I hear you, though, man. I hear you. Judy, thanks for the super chat. Lots of interesting linebacker cuts recently. If we can't get Campbell, will the Pack come calling for any? And what name is Olive's dog going to be? The dog name will be revealed. The dog will be revealed. That will all happen over the course of the offseason. Um, as far as linebackers, yeah, there seems to be a glut suddenly uh, available um i still think they're going to get campbell done we never really know until the moment of but will they come calling i don't think they're going to run out and sign somebody i mean one of the reasons they would allow campbell to walk is because of salary cap issues and you got to think you're not going to turn around and then sign someone else to a deal um for a significant amount of money and that's usually what happens in these early flushes of free agency or cuts even before the start of the new league year when guys are trying to latch on to a team prior to the start of free agency. Um, I think the Packers will sit back and let the market settle. And then if there are guys out there who, much like Campbell last year, who are out there well past the kind of first stupid money phases of free agency, still on the street, looking for a deal, looking for a home, then the Packers will probably pick that over. But I don't suspect that they'll bring anyone in anytime soon. I would be very surprised if that was their MO, especially at that position this offseason. Uh, Mark, thank you for the super chat. Wonder what the holdup is with 12's contract. You assume short or long term? Yeah, you know, who knows? I mean, could for Aaron, it could just be like trying to give Devontae as much cover as possible before uh, the start of the new league year. I mean, it might be uh, a logistical thing. Maybe he wants to be in there with so and so or such and such and sign the actual contract in Lambeau Field. I mean, there's a million different things it could be. I'm trying not to get too hung up on it um i do know though the longer it drags on the more uh interesting it gets as we get closer to next wednesday because if he doesn't sign it i mean supposedly he's agreed to those terms but if he doesn't sign it by next wednesday that cap hit is like 40 plus million it's gonna make <laughs> rust ball's gonna have to do some dancing uh but i think it'll get done jeff thanks for the super chat I'd love to see the Packers take a look at Badger linebacker Chennel, nonstop motor. Chennel, I think is the, I think I pronounced that wrong. Um, yeah, I know people love him. 
I haven't watched a whole lot of his game. You guys know I don't watch a ton of college football. Uh, the flashes that I've seen look promising, but you know how the Packers are. They, they're going to they're gonna take lots of people that no one had pegged going to the Packers, and everyone's going to complain, and we'll be on our merry way. That's a rite of passage every spring come draft time. John, thanks for the super chat. Two words, Yakim Grant. Now that I put out there yesterday, I would love to find a way for Brian to find a way to steal that dude. I mean, not just because he took that one back 97 yards in Lambeau when I was there. Um, I talk about an electric guy and a guy who would 1 billion percent change the entire face of their special teams as a returner. Um, I got to think he's going to have a bunch of interest on the open market, though, if he is allowed to hit it. And I can't imagine the Packers um, competing financially. However, it would be a declaration of we are not going to accept mediocrity on special teams anymore if they did make trying to sign him a priority. That is for damn sure. He's an exciting player. There is no doubt about it. Who knows? Maybe he even is able to give you something from scrimmage. And I know that's <laughs> at this point, the Packers shouldn't be worried about that. I think if they can find an electric alt game altering returner, they should probably try to make that move. But again, this is, you know, dependent on him even hitting the market. Who knows if that happens? Adam, thanks for the super chat. If we can't keep MVS, what about signing a guy like Zay Jones or a cheap wide receiver to fill out the room and kick return? I'm just talking about returns, Adam. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I'm going to probably have the same answer on all the free agent questions. I, I really don't see them throwing money around early. But if somebody like Jones is out there for a while and looking for a deal and looking to maybe latch on and chase a ring with Aaron Rodgers, then yeah, 100%. But I just wouldn't expect – and now he never – who knows? I mean, we might wake up on the first day of the tampering period, the legal tampering period, and maybe Brian has made a ton of phone calls, you know, but I suspect they are going to be very quiet early. And I think most of the names, most of the guys we recognize and potentially want on the Packers are going to be long gone. Even silly money is going to flow. There are lots of teams with plenty of cap room. So, I mean, I'm with you. I'd love it, but, uh, Again, you got it. You're just going to have to be patient this year when it comes to free agency. Michael, thank you for the super chat. They're trying to fit Rogers' request that the team pay for his golf cart gas under the salary cap. It's always something, right? Always something. Uh, are Adams and Jordy the same type of wide receiver? Thought Jordy was better. Can you compare them? Ooh, that's an interesting question, Andrew. I don't think Jordy was better. I think Adams is a cut above Jordy Nelson. I think Jordy was amazing. Um, probably a little bit more muscular receiver. I think the back shoulder, obviously, connection with Rodgers and Nelson and Adams is strong equally uh, for both. But to me, I think Adams is just uh, a better overall route runner, and definitely better at the line of scrimmage, getting off press, um, and better with the ball in his hand afterwards. I mean, Jordy knew angles really well and he knew how to set guys up and one of his patented moves was at the top of his route to get a little bit of separation he would extend that arm out a little bit and you'd see cornerbacks complain about it but and Devante does a little bit of that but he didn't he doesn't need to more often than not more often than not he's just turning guys around at the top of the route you know um they're both excellent talents don't get it twisted but to me Adams is the better receiver and I think some of that can be played out and I mean it's not a apples to apples comparison but some of that can be look you can look at how when Rodgers went down that year and Hundley had to take over Adams didn't miss a beat 
Jordy really struggled. And I'm not, you know, I, I get like different reads, like who's the number one, what are they being asked to do, etc. But Jordy fell off the map production wise, whereas Devante just kept ticking. So I think that is a window into it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, doesn't matter who's manned up, doesn't matter what coverage you're playing. Adams is going to produce and Adams is going to work. And he, he is upper echelon. Like, and I love Jordy. Do not get it twisted. I think Jordy was amazing. Excellent receiver. But Devontae's in the conversation with Sterling Sharp in a way Jordy never was. Um, yeah, that that's my take. I'm sure people have issues and quibble with it. No, this is, what am I talking about? This is the internet. This will be greeted with uh, calm, reasoned responses, I'm sure. Marcus, thanks for the super chat. Nags, this puppy should definitely keep you out of the nursing home. Also, that Obi-Wan trailer looks so sick. Can't get past episode two to Boba Fett without falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Obi-Wan trailer is definitely the beginning of the apology tour for the book of Boba Fett. No question about it. I'm beyond excited. Beyond excited for the Obi-Wan series. Holy Toledo. I can't wait. Um, the puppy keeping me out of the nursing home. We'll see. It'll either drive me. It'll keep me out of the nursing home or drive me into it quicker. We'll see. Uh, but it'll be, get me out of the house a lot, so that's good. Judy, thanks for the super chat. I'm just happy I can be live with Cheeseheads every Friday. Judy, we're happy to have you. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you're going to have a great weekend, whatever you're doing, whatever you're up to. Steve, thanks for the super chat. Morning, Nags. Thanks for doing this. First time my wife, a native of Oshkosh, now living in New York City, has watched the live stream with me. Well, hello, wife of Steve. Hope you're doing well. And hope uh, you're enjoying It's a beautiful, sunny day here in New York. Hope you guys are going to have a great weekend doing whatever you're doing. Thanks for joining us here live at Cheesehead TV. Really appreciate it. Hope you're doing well, Steve. Thanks for the super chat. Walter, good morning. Thanks for the super chat. Who on the market, trade, or free agency will Rogers trust? This is an excellent question and something that always kind of gets forgotten about or dismissed or, I guess, minimized whenever people are talking about bringing in free agents, especially pass catchers. I mean, think about, go back to when Jimmy Graham was signed, right? And everyone, like, Aaron and Jimmy, they they'd wanted to play together for so long. Jimmy was coming off a year where he had 12 touchdowns. We thought, oh, boy, he's just going to light it up. And the guy barely threw to him, especially in the red zone, which is where he had made his hay the year before in, in Seattle. You know, I, I he threw a few jump balls, but for the most part, like, he was not targeted a whole hell of a lot, you know. And then they kind of started to pick up the second year, but – it's like this idea that it's Madden and you just put someone at wide receiver two and on you go. It's like MVS had it down pat when he spoke with Ty Dunn. I think it was last offseason uh, at Go Long where he was talking about how people don't understand what it takes to work in this offense as a receiver and all the things you're asked to do at the line of scrimmage in regards to reading coverages, the adjustments at the line, the things that Aaron does as far as hand signals, what you're looking at, and how you got to be looking at the same thing he's looking at and know exactly what he means when he does this thing, like within seconds, nanoseconds. Like that doesn't just happen. So yeah, Walter, I'm with you, man. It's definitely something that kind of gets forgotten about, but it's insanely important. That's why when teams, you know, get together in the offseason, they're doing all, the, all their work and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's when you build all that. And that's why it was so interesting last year when Aaron missed all that work, right? And the receivers, I think three or four of them stayed away, you know. Um, and then they dropped in in training camp and picked up. And 
because they all most of them had all worked together for years. Like you bring a guy in this year, he a better be there at the start, and b he's got to work his ass off to get on the same page as Aaron Rodgers, or else he ain't going to see the football. This is not going to happen. Cameron, thanks for the super chat. Weren't the Colts team Green Bay was worried about taking Love in the draft with Wentz gone? I could see them calling Goot. I keep Love, but for a second, question mark. Uh, yes, the Colts were the team that was supposedly in on Love. Now, I know they have pushed back on that through Ian Rappaport. Or, I'm sorry, sources have pushed back on that. Um, but, you know, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I think they were interested, but, you know, this idea that uh, they were incredibly disappointed that they didn't get Love or something, I am i don't know how true that is. But, yeah, the, could the Colts call? Yeah, it's a possibility, but... I mean, a second, a second would make it tempting, no doubt about it. But I still think he's more valuable to you as a backup, especially for the next couple of years, especially if you don't know how year to year the situation with Aaron Rodgers is going to be. I mean, that's what happened with Brett. It got to a point where it was every year, oh, thinking about retirement, thinking about retirement, thinking about retirement. Well, I'd much rather have the guy who you drafted in the first round, who is now two, three years into the system, so if the guy does say, I'm going to retire, insert new quarterback. Instead of drafting a guy and having to build somebody up from scratch. That's just me. But we'll see. We'll see what Brian does if that call gets made. Marshall, thanks for the super chat. Outside of Lombardi, who is your favorite Packers coach ever? Woo! What a question. Scooter McLean. No, I'm kidding. I made that joke yesterday on Twitter. Um, ever? Ever? It's got to be Mike Holmgren. I mean... The job he did bringing the Packers out of Siberia, so to speak, along with Ron Wolf, obviously. Um, best player call, play caller I've ever seen. I mean, hands down, not even close. And I thought he was he, he was an amazing coach. He should be in the Hall of Fame. It's stupid that he's not. Um, you know, and I you know, I appreciate Mike Sherman probably more than a lot of people do for the work that he did as a coach. He was obviously a terrible GM, but I thought he was an excellent coach. Um McCarthy will always have a soft spot in my heart because he brought us another championship, rebuilt Favre, uh, developed Aaron Rodgers, and he was way more aggressive than people give him credit for. It was a lot of fun. And, of course, Matt LaFleur is awesome, but got to go with Mike Holmgren. Not to dismiss, you know, the legend that is Lindy Infante. Um, I talked with Larry McCarron on the Shameless podcast this week about Bart Starr and his coaching tenure and how Bart is remembered as such a, quote, bad coach, but I thought, and Larry agreed, that towards the end of Bart's career as a coach, he was finally getting it. And you got to remember, he was hired with no, zero coaching experience. And he was handed the keys of the Green Bay Packers. And yeah, he was an icon, a legend, whatever, but he'd never been a coach on any level before. And then he was the head coach of an NFL team. So it took a few years and could never really get over the hump. But I thought towards the end, his last two or three years, he was really, especially his last two years, he was really starting to figure it out as a coach. But by that point, he'd been there so long, and they'd never won anything. And you understand why they moved on. But yeah, overall, it's I got to go with Holmgren, and I know it's probably a chalk answer, but he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. That was my two cents on that. Jason, thanks for the super chat. In your opinion, who is a better pass rusher, Bryce Pop, Tim Harris, or KGB? Ooh, that's a good question, man. You guys are bringing the heat this morning. Um. Pure pass rusher, I'd probably go with Bryce Pop. Uh, KGB had volume, no doubt about it. He was talented. 
Tim Harris was a wild man. I love Tim Harris, but I, as a pure pass rusher, not overall player, because that I would probably give to Tim Harris, but as a pure pass rusher, I'd probably go Bryce Pop. He was fun to watch. Fred, thanks for the super chat. The real question is if you'll accept anything less than a 4.440 when you draft Sir Complicated Puppy. <laughs> Sir Complicated. That's outstanding. Fred, thanks. I needed that this morning. That's so good. Craig, thanks for watching on Facebook. Sorry I missed you in Indy. I live there, but happen to be out of town. Oh, man, I'm sorry. That sucks. Do you have a favorite restaurant here? Well, I mean, I pretty much live at Prime 47 while I'm there in the evenings because that's where everybody hangs. It's either there or the JW. But I was staying at the JW, so I thought best to get out. Um, yeah, I like I like Prime a lot. Um, I don't know. like Some of it, it's weird how much the downtown has changed. I guess it's not weird because it's kind of everywhere, right? But since the pandemic hit, it's the first time I've been back. And so many places closed down. It's really sad to see. I mean, it's no doubt. I mean, New York's the same. There are tons of closed storefronts in Midtown. Um, yeah, I like Prime. I like their steak is great. Can't can't beat it. And and the service is great. The people are great. So that would probably be probably be my answer. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Adam, thank you for the super chat. Pick your pair: Devante, Antonio Freeman, or Sharp and Jordy. Oh, man, why you see, you guys? This you just do this to try and get me into trouble with people. I know what you're doing. Um, God, that's tough. Probably Sharp and Jordy. I love me some Devante and Freeman though, but Sharp and Jordy would probably be the choice there. Nicholas, thanks for the super chat. Rogers did trust Jimmy. Jimmy didn't deliver. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. I mean, there were a few drops along the way. There's no doubt about it. But comparative to how he feeds people he quote-unquote trusts. Not so sure I agree with your police work there, Nicholas. A man has no name. Thanks to the Super Chat. Uh, the cleanse of 14 days of watching Packers special teams cut up, which is worse. Or 14 days of watching. Uh, I see what you're saying here. <sighs> I'll take the special teams cut ups, man. That cleanse, no chance. That cleanse Roger Rogers did, man. I, I tell you what, no thanks. I choose life. I choose I choose Packer special teams cut up. Devin Funches? Question mark. Jason, that's an interesting question. Uh, no, that ain't happening. That ship has sailed. Uh, Pat, thank you for the super chat. I'll always respect Sherman for the Warren Sapp incident alone. Here's what I loved about Mike Sherman. Right. And I will always appreciate about Mike Sherman. And this is a perfect illustration. He loved being the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and he appreciated what that meant. The man grew up with copies of the Vince Lombardi on football books, volume one and two, that he would read at night when he was supposed to be asleep and his mom would catch him with the flashlight, blah, blah, blah. Like he was obsessed with the idea of Green Bay Packers football. Because of Vince Lombardi, that was like one of his idols, et cetera. So he really appreciated it. And that incident is a perfect example of how his team and his guys were never going to come second to anybody else. Like he was always going to stick up for them. And the fact that he went after Warren Sapp for that cheap ass bullshit hit on Chad Clifton is, I mean, that alone should endear him to Packers fans forever. But I, I'm with you, Pat. I, I respect the hell out of him. He really cared. Now, again, he got hamstrung because Wolf retired and they gave him the GM job and he was nowhere near ready for it. Probably never would have been. 
never should have been a general manager, but, and that killed him, you know, but man, yeah, he loved being a Packer. No doubt about it. Marshall, thank you for the super chat. Chance that Merciless returns on the cheap. I think there's a decent chance for that, Marshall. I really do. Um, you know, clearly his tenure was so short because of the triceps injury, but I think he was effective in the role that they put him in. I think he enjoyed it from the little bits of information that I have and that we can gather. Um, but yeah, I think it makes sense for both sides. Now, who knows? Maybe he wants to hit the market. Maybe he does hit the market and finds somebody willing to offer him a bunch of cash. You know, it happens. And then he goes and does that. That's entirely possible. But I think, I suspect he would like to come back and try one more year in Green Bay. We'll see. But I, I, I think he was, I think he was uh, effective even at his age um, with what he was asked to do by the by the Packers. <laughs> Teddy, worst coach ever. If you're talking about Mike Sherman, you have no idea what you're talking about, and you must be 12 years old. Uh, the injury Clifton sustained, you only see in bad car wrecks. Yeah, that shit was horrific. <laughs> Steven, this is such a funny question. Is Matt LaFleur Wisconsin enough for this fan base? Personally, I believe he should lose the eyebrows, gain 45 pounds, and develop a nasty whiskey habit. Thoughts? I really, I, I assume you're kidding. I, I think this is tongue-in-cheek. Matt is great. I love Matt. He's phenomenal. What I love about Matt is he is all ball. He is just a ball coach through and through. Doesn't really worry about much else in life. He is all football all the time. That's Wisconsin enough for me. It's all good, man. I don't care what he looks like. If he's coaching ball and he's all in, bring it. That is what matters. Uh, it's been silent since Adam's been tagged. John, it's been like three days. Chill. It's going to be okay. I know in this Twitter world, in this online world, when we see headlines coming across the screen at like, you know, every other minute and things are happening, right? All over the world, not just in football, but like, and then when the Packers don't do anything, everyone's like, oh, it's so, they're so slow. It's like, it doesn't mean stuff's not happening. doesn't mean they're not working. doesn't mean things aren't being considered and or proposed and uh, hashed out, et cetera. But, you know, patience, young Jedi. Patience, young Padawan. It'll happen. Trust me. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And speaking of the channel, I put up a video last night kind of giving a sneak preview peek at the 2022 NFL Draft Guide at Cheesehead TV. Um, I gave a little look at what last year's guide looked like so you know what to expect if and when you order one. You can do so right now. The uh, link to buy one will be in the description of this video when I'm done. Um, it's also on the, like I said, on the channel. There's a video up kind of explaining what it is and what it what it's all about. We've been doing it for 12 years. People really seem to love it. Uh, $12.99 at cheeseheadtv.com. Like I said, link will be in the description. Uh, hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.